Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode 41, season 8 of the Fighting God podcast, and I promised you that there would be no more Skype podcasts, um, but I lied because um, I've got a hole in my tooth and my face hurts so much, Al. Why? Yeah, but surely a nice long drive would have done the trick. Yeah, so the option was to drive two hours to your house and then two hours back in a single evening, and I was just like, you said an hour and a half. Well, it is. It's not, though. It's two hours it and tw- ten minutes. So that's four... I'm not doing four hours and twenty minutes so that the clarity of the sound is better. Why do you... You could have just stayed overnight. All the work that I've put in over the last four years... No, longer than that. What are we talking about? Seven and a half years. Yeah. Surely that, that they can abide one more podcast by Skype. Mm. I just had spaghetti bolognese and some of it stuck in the hole in my tooth and I'm in so much pain. Well, you shouldn't... What, how long... How many fillings have you got? Uh, I just got a one, but it's it's quite a deep filling, and now they're saying got to get it, got to get rid of it. But because I moved down to the West Country, um, there's so that I no. get a new what? Don't because you're gonna say like there's no dentist down there or something. There, are, there is dentists, but they 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 solve every problem with a shotgun, which is what they do <laughs> down here. Is that every yeah. every you know if it cabs late, get a sawn off shotgun out. <laughs> What's no different to London then? Huh? London does that. There you go. All right. What are we talking about? Spurs Football. one against Cardiff. Yeah. Convincing. It wasn't well, the first, convincing. first half hour was. It wasn't just convincing. It was the most boring 3-0 win I've ever experienced. <laughs> and that's purely down to Tottenham's complete dominance of Cardiff City. And also do you know what Cardiff. I want to say, Alex? Oh. Is fuck Neil Warnock. Seriously, fuck him in his fucking ass. And do you know what, right? Uh, I, I read Neil Warnock's book once. Why? I know, I know. That's what I ask myself now. But it's, do you know why I did it? It was because, because it started, it was, it was, I was in a bit of a run of things, right? I read Simon Jordan's book and I thought, he's a dickhead. But then I read his book and was like, do you know what? I actually quite like him. The same was with Craig Bellamy. Hated him, quite liked him. Yeah. But then I read two books, so I thought, well, I'll keep going. You know, I'll, I'll try not to be so, you know. Yeah. So I read Neil Warnock's and Jamie Carragher's. Both are utter pricks. Neil Warnock spends a whole book moaning how why people thought that AVB was a better manager than him at the time. Uh, it, it is just a miserable, moany, northern prick. Yeah. And, and there is there is a uh, like apology to anyone from the north listening to this. Uh, no, I'm, no, what? No, what? No, they are though. They are. They're whingy. They're whingy. Kind of everything's so bad. 
look at ev- look what everyone else has done bad to us. Look what the government's done. So like, just get on with it and stop whinging. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and like like agree more. you notice when a referee's decision goes against the northern side, it's like they were first-hand witnessing the end of the world. Yeah. It's like you've had, uh, like, and, and every, every decision, more or less, that the referee got right against Cardiff, he got it right. There was nothing yeah. to discuss, but because it went against them, and I realise Cardiff ain't the north, but it's further north than London, and I class anything outside of Watford as the north. Yeah. They, I think just, it was just boring. They're just what, boring. I was, what I was quite impressed with Warnock is the levels of pettiness that he was going to go down to. There was nothing in that game he could moan about. So he thought, oh, what can I say? Oh, make him play every game at, the, at Wembley. All right. So this is a list of things that <laughs> Warnock has, has done over the last three days. Um, for the game, he said the Spurs are not title challengers. Well, all right. He <laughs> might have something there, but we're more title challengers than Man United, Man City, uh, um, well, Man City at this current stage, but Arsenal and Chelsea. So, look, the facts are, we are more of a title challenger than them. So that, that, that's kind of debunked. That it will tell his players not to breathe on Spurs players when they go in the box. Mm, yeah. That's another thing he said. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, as he said, as you mentioned, uh, that he said after the game, we shouldn't be allowed to play any of our home grounds at White Hart Lane because it's an advantage to their relegation rivals. Like, we didn't just smash them 3-0. It could have been 5-0 on their own turf. That had nothing yeah. to do with the ground. There is no advantage <laughs> for us. We're a but that's what I'm saying. Club. He had nothing else to say about the actual game or anything like that. Nothing what? of any substance. So he just shouted the first thing that came to his mind. Fucking dinosaur. And on another podcast I do, one for the weekend, we have a, a section of it called Room 69 where we put in a... A, a person who offers nothing to football anymore but continues to steal a living. Yeah. Neil Warnock. Oh, yeah. Get in there. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, case. just imagine, imagine if your manager is Neil Warnock. That's what you get up on a Saturday to go to. Right. He's digging out about um, uh, AVB. AVB won a, a European title. Yeah. What did, what's Neil Warnock ever done other than get promoted to, to, to the... Um, to the Premier League. And, and do you know what else fucking winds me up, Alex, while I'm on one? Go on. Is championship side saying they won the league. You didn't win the league. You won promotion. There's only one league you can win. That's the Premier League. You can't win. Winning the championship isn't winning the league. It's winning promotion. You're not winning anything. You're like the 25th, oh, no, the 21st best club in the league. In, in, mm. in the country. That's nonsense. No, it ain't nonsense. Fuck it the is nonsense. Fuck what all these small about? clubs. Fuck them all. Do you know what? Do you know what I heard about the National League today, which I didn't realise, which I thought was very good. Right? They did over Christmas and New Year. They made sure that the majority of the of the games that were playing were derbies, like local derbies, as close as could be. And then the, and then did the reverse fixture well, you, on you, New Year's you, Day. You, How good's that? Yeah, it's very good. I mean, it shows some sort of courtesy to the match day going fan, which has become a kind of rare thing. And I think the Premier League. Uh, before it was the Premier League, that used to happen. You know, you'd have Boxing Day fixtures, Spurs versus Arsenal. Mm. Um, but it, it doesn't happen anymore because, obviously, as we know, King is uh, uh, the uh, the money that comes in through TV, and we can't complain about it because we direct benefit uh, directly. We benefit directly from it. You know, we don't. The reason why we have so much money, the reason why we can potentially pay Christian Eriksen's new uh, wage, or we want. Harry Kane to stay forever is because of the TV money. So there's no point whinging about the fact that Sky Sports is shit because they're negatively talking about Tottenham when you happily enjoy the wages that we pay to our players. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, excuse me, uh, talking, we're talking about the, the supposed media agenda against Spurs. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk about Pulisic versus, uh, to Chelsea and why Spurs didn't potentially buy him. Uh, Ericsson's contract offer and there's some questions as well but before that we'll start with uh, Cardiff um, it was uh, it was a weird one because there's been so much football out over the Christmas period I really had to, and this I've, I don't think I've ever said this before about Tottenham I, I had to force myself to watch it it's almost like I was done with it and I think I was really badly affected by the Wolves game that I didn't kind right. of want to watch another potentially similar scenario I don't know what it was uh, yeah, I mean, it was always that worry, but I think the fact that it was away from home 
made me think that, you know what, it's not going to be another game like that. Because I thought, you know, essentially to start with, Wolves were very, very structured. And I, I thought it was end, going to end up being one of those games where we battle and battle for 65 minutes and, uh, and, and, and one of the boys pops up with something towards the end. But obviously after we scored, they had to come on a little bit more. Um, and then with Cardiff, I think it, the fact that I thought of them being at home, they'll have to go with it. But then I saw the promotion. I saw Gunnarsson um, and then obviously they had uh, the four in front and they had Bobby Reid playing as, a, as like a false nine. And I actually saw quite a lot of Bobby Reid at Bristol City um, years ago. And, and I always thought it'd be interesting to see how he does in the Premier League. But again, okay, he's been, I mean, he's fallen foul of the fact that he's got a manager like Neil Warnock because it was just, again, that's what they tried to do yesterday. Um, and, you know, early goal just completely screwed that. That was then done. What a goal it was, Alex. Uh, do you know what? They're my favourite ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's, cliches in football are, are more true in football than they are in almost anything else, right? Mm. And taking a goal like that just completely deflates the other team. Yeah. Especially if it's early on. Game plan is completely out the window. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was great. And it was nice to see us be quite ruthless and dispatch someone off quickly um, like that and then kind of just go, do you know what? Let's just take a foot off well, the we gas. Scored, we scored three goals in our first three attempts on target, which yep. is clinical in the most extreme. My favourite, though, was Ericsson's. Oh, lovely little first, lovely touch to set himself. And to, yeah, so what is he? Kind of, he took it, pushed it, He's, dragged it back and then pushed it forward completely through their centre-backs off, off kilter and then just drilled it into the bottom corner. It was such a satisfying goal to watch. Yeah, the the reason you, the reason you take that is usually because you've you you are you haven't been able to take the ball into your stride, which he wasn't because it was quite a poor pass. So he, he's he's taken it into into his body, set himself, and then to allow him to get some momentum in 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 the swing, basically in terms of how he's going to strike that ball. Mm. You know, he, he's he's made a moving ball rather than hitting it from from a dead position, and it makes it so much easier to be able to to pick your direction in terms of where you're hitting it. And he said afterwards, didn't he, about how he does that in training all the time, particularly go, like sh- shooting close to a defender so it goes through legs or maybe takes a deflection. Mm. You know, and it's, um, yeah, that was lovely. That was really nice to see. He's really come in, really stepped it up oh, last few weeks. Uh, our, our entire forward line has stepped it up something else. I mean, it's, I think Deli Ali had a pretty poor game, actually, against, yeah. uh, against Cardiff, but still did enough to cause untold problems. And for, for the vast majority of teams, having a player playing like Deli Ali did against Cardiff, that would be a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 performance. But for Tottenham and, and the quality you have to produce in the front line, you know, that was a, a kind of poor performance by his standards and by our standards. Yeah, I, I, he, he looked frustrated with things. I mean, he still had, um, he, he still had like one of the highest pass success rates in, in, in that um, in, in the whole team he was still in you know just into the 90s which you know if you're going to have a bad performance as a midfielder and still have that type of thing then, then yeah that's in there didn't have, didn't have, didn't have any much of effect just with uh, with any bit of magic you know usually you see a little bit this, it was he would take a first touch uh, see what he wants to do and then that magic usually happens whereas this time he was taking his first touch uh, and then was either getting tackled or ball bouncing. I was, I was, um, I think I was coloured some some part by his performance in the first ten minutes, and I was going to put it in the group about um, saying that this is that was the worst ten minutes of Deli Ali's entire career at Tottenham. But then I saw you whinging about Kieran Trippier, and I thought I'm not going to add to this. <laughs> Are you have you given up with him? Uh... No, no, I would never give up on any Tottenham player. Well, you're giving up but, on Ben Davies. No, I'm not giving up on him. Well, that's the complete opposite because I, I, I embarrassed myself on a, on a very well listened to podcast by saying that I was completely wrong about him. Not, not five, six months ago. Yeah, and since then, since then he's completely yeah. proved me my original point right. <laughs> uh, but no, I just, I, I feel with Trippier like it's, I don't know, it almost. Uh, I hate saying this because this is what I hate other people saying about footballers because you have no fucking idea. Mm. But it does look like it's gone to his head a bit. Jerkham. I think so. I just mean in terms of there's a lot more calmness in his play that his performances aren't warranting. <laughs> it should be more urgent. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not that he's playing badly. It's just I think he's become more of a name than he has a player. What, you reckon he's become like a Billy Big Bollocks? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. Not necessarily like that because I don't think that would be kind of accepted in our squad. Not by not by the coaching staff or by the other players personally. But I don't know. I just. It just seems, you know, everyone's who've played football before. Yeah, you have a couple of good games, and then you know, you just you've just got that little bit of swagger about you. But he seems to have that swagger whilst putting in seven out of ten performances. Well, you talk about your ability to play football, like you're Roy Keane, when you, you've, all you've done is play football against people. You know, drink eighteen pints in the afternoon. Well, on that's Tuesday. not true. I've played of a decent standard, but what that I'm is, saying is that, that is true. Al. Like compared what to I'm professional is, footballers. Well, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, but, like, but you, once... you and Bardi and Windy, when they talk about you, you talk about the way you play football, it's like you you, you could actually yeah, but do don't something play, at a professional they don't level. Play football. Bardi and Windy don't play football; they play six aside. Yeah, That's well, what... it doesn't matter. The fact is, you're garbage. You're all garbage. You're missing the point. What I'm no, saying, I'm not. You might, what I'm saying is, is that is, is that just with anything, anything that he just seems to have that swagger about a about like when he first come back from the after he scored, as if he's scoring that free kick in the World Cup every week. And he's not. I'm not saying he's playing horrifically, but he just seems to have that confidence that his performances isn't quite warranting just yet. Now, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just how I feel at the minute. Well, um, I think you and, and Windy should take it up with, uh, and T actually, because he's been digging him up, take it up with Pochettino, but he won't because Pochettino thinks of your opinions like you would the Nazis of anyone of colour. Yeah, but that's what... <laughs> why? Why would you have to use because, that? What, what, because, you know, it's, it's, it's pathetic that you're, you're even questioning a professional footballer and saying that he's, uh, he doesn't deserve but what, to be but playing I agree, but I agree with you. But, but this is what I say. I say, look, why do we talk about all of it? And yet, here we are. Do a, this, this is your living now. You, 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 you contribute to this. Ball Street, now fighting cock. This is, this is you. You made this. Yeah, you make a good point. <laughs> All right. Apologies to you and to Mindy. Um, you know what my uh, favourite... No, Cardiff, Cardiff were fucking awful. Yeah. And like... what really upset me about... Not upset me, but what really would turn me off as a Cardiff fan is that after the 3-0, it was like, oh my God, just do anything to not lose 6-0. Mm. And that is... God, and, and, yeah, and, and to be fair, we went, we went into kind of third gear and we could have scored two more without even trying. And, you, you know, that's what you expect, the kind of wealth gap between the bigger teams and teams like Cardiff. Yeah, but it shouldn't be an attitude gap. Shouldn't be an attitude gap. If, that, if, I'm, if I'm playing in the middle of that Cardiff midfield and I'm getting out past Reno like that, I want to... Go and put it on someone. Go and get the crowd going with just something. Yeah, but do you know... Nothing. It would be, be difficult so for a... For a, pathetic. for a Cardiff City player to have to be able to figure out what they have to do on their doesn't own. Matter. doesn't matter. No. If you're Harry Arter, right, and you've got a bit about you, go and stick it on Harry Winks. Get the crowd up. I, Anything. You know, I don't think they could. I don't think they... they like, every single time they, they had the kind of little foothold in the game, and I'm talking about a 10-second foothold, the crowd would get behind them. And then it would come drop to Winks or Sanchez or, or out of Herald and we'd just take control of the game again. Yeah, but almost, I mean, particularly in that second pathetic. half. Yeah, it was. But particularly in that second half where there was quite lulls, wasn't there, of neither of us doing really very much. Yeah. Um, well, we had 74% possession. Yeah. Uh, and I just mean, but I would just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I get the, the wealth gap. And that's why, I mean, we talked about the whole battle of the bridge thing all the time, but I just mean, especially if you're getting hammered like that. And we, we weren't hammering them on terms of like, in it, like everything that we were hitting was, was going in, you know, and every count we we're making because after about an hour, 70 minutes in there, but if you're trying to just have a bit of something about you, have a bit of pride, go and go through someone or something. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think that that would work against a team like Arsenal where there is no spirit or spine and they fall apart when everyone, you know, someone steps on their toes kind of thing. But with Spurs, proven over and over again that we are a class football team with a bit of spite about us. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, think, Look, I, I agree, but, but you, you still do it. But yeah, I, like I said, I don't think, I'm not saying it would have affected us, but I'd have certainly given it not, a fucking try. Not my favourite thing about the game was as how well we transitioned from picking the ball up in, in defence or midfield to making it into attacking position. The mm. amount of times that Sissoko either spotted the run down the right-hand side and managed to get the ball into Kane or get the ball into Son and, and, and play like a, like a very vast one-two 
but mm. because of the speed and brevity of which our players were playing with, it made that that run was always on. You know, Sissoko, so many times, either started that move, the one, yeah. the large, that's kind of long one-two down that right-hand side, or was on the end of it. And the it, tactics that the Pochettino has got this team playing, and it takes time. This isn't a case of, you know, one day he just goes, all right, what are we going to do this now? We're going to be quick transition in football club. This is the way we're going to play football. It's taken time to get to this stage. But mm-hmm. we saw against Everton, we saw against, but well, it's different against Bournemouth because they camped out. But we saw against Everton especially that we get an opportunity and we're going to make you pay. And the only way to stop Tottenham, really, well, actually, there's two ways. There's one way is to be like Burnley and, and try and choke the game out or be like Wolves and play and, and try and take control of the midfield. And when you've got a player like Neves and, and uh, Moutinho, you have yeah. that available to you. But Harry Arter and Gunnison aren't going to be able to do that for you. Yeah, he, I'm really impressed with him again. I just... Do you, know what I, do you know what I like about him is that there's such an uh, an unassuming quality to him now. And before, when he was playing awfully, you were just thinking, oh, he's just got nothing about him. But it isn't. He, he strikes me as a man who knows what he's good at and probably knows what he isn't good at. So we've, so got, we've got a question. Sounds, I didn't put it in, Alex, but I remember it. I can't remember it was from, though, so apologies. But um, he asked, is Sissoko getting let off? for the things he's doing badly. Uh, but because people are so impressed by the fact that he is playing well when he wasn't previously, that he's actually getting more leeway than other players. I think... There's risk possibly, that, for sure. Possibly. But I think... Um, I think what the difference is, is that this is a player who's come in and we've seen all the bad stuff first. And yeah. now we're seeing the good stuff. So we're not surprised by any of the bad stuff. You know, so it's a question of, do you know what? We know what he, we know what he's shit at, and we know what he's good at. And he, like I said, he strikes me as a as a man who knows that as well, and is just quietly getting on with his job. Now there might, might come a time where that job isn't good enough for what we need, or that there are other players who are coming back to fitness who will do that job better than him. And that, that's you know that's more than likely. But, he asked. He also asked out. He asked, would uh, Sissoko get into any other top six team? No. Are you getting to Arsenal's midfield? The oh, way he's playing. I mean, a top, oh, top six. Yeah, you'd probably get into Arsenal's midfield. Yeah. yeah. And I would say um, probably Man United, maybe. Mm. They've been playing pretty well, but I think maybe. I'm not sure I would start him above, above Herrera, Pogba, or Matic, personally. Mm. But, it's, but the yeah. fact is, is where you come from, where he's bought him from Newcastle, he's been a joke pretty much for 18 months, or two years even. Mm. In the last six months, he's uh, he's been flying. But anyway, look, we talked about Sissoko to death. Um, there's apparently, uh, if you listen to some people on Twitter, a, um, a media reg- agenda against Spurs. In what way? What about? Well, you look at the Premier League tweet. Oh, afterwards, they said about the title challenge being back on or something like that. Spurs are back in the title challenge, and lots of Spurs fans kind of took that as an affront against Tottenham. That there was kind of like some sort of banter. I think the FA did something <laughs> on, on Harry Kane as well. What's your oh, opinion? the Wem- oh, yeah, the it was the Wembley account, wasn't it, about the FA Cup? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I am. I saw the Premier League thing. Was it last night? It was last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I saw the game. Premier League thing and was like, I, I, I generally was amazed at how many people were kind of like annoyed or got up about it. I mean, first of all, I read it uh, maybe naively, and I think Wendy said the same. I think I read it initially as. Um, you know, Spurs, Spurs put the pressure on. When I read it, I, it, did, it I, didn't strike I, I, No, no, I also read it the same way. I read it as if uh, that was it was a genuine tweet. But maybe we're being naive. And even, yeah, maybe but so. even if it was, but even if it was, but we're, we're, we've all been on social media long enough now. We know that that's, that's the game, isn't it? That's, that's what social media is for. Social media is an advertising yeah. thing now. It's not, it's not, a, it's not Speaker's Corner. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an advertising pitch, and, yeah, and what the point, they've done is get lots of clicks and lots of people talking about it. And by moaning, but even about moaning about it, you've done what? Yeah, you're further enhancing it, aren't you? I've seen the argument about you know official accounts shouldn't be interacting this way, and, and based social on what? media based on what? Who gives a shit what the well, I think League what they're thinks. saying is that social media kind of managers or runners of social media say you know should take our job seriously. Maybe well, why? Them, why? Why should they? Well, I just mean as someone's professional or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but but look, uh, what, what is the argument for them being professional? Why, their job... Yeah, I, no, just, I agree. That, 
out. Their job as a social media manager is to grow their audience. That's their mm. job. Yeah, I agree. So they're doing that. That's their job. It's all right. You might ask why the Premier League would want that. But by the same token, the Premier League's job is to create revenue, is to make uh, money or at least uh, engineer um, situations where they can pay Premier League clubs more money. But it's not, job even that. It's, not, it's not even that that is, the, it seems the to be the issue. What people seem to be pissed off about is that it's, you know, they're being mean to us. Yes, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, that isn't going to be the reason why we don't win the league. No, of course not. So, I, I don't know. I just, I've seen, like I said, I'm just saying, I've seen some of the, um, uh, you know, I've t- chatted to a couple of people about it like, last night on, on Twitter and stuff. And just, so there were some people where their argument is, I'm not particularly upset about it, but, you know, just should an official account be doing this type of doing yeah, this but, type of thing yeah, but, and I was like well does yeah, it matter yeah but if you're if you're going to look at the moral blo- obligations of a companies you don't start with the Premier League social media account yeah, like, look well. wider afield like, if it really bothers you then then fair enough but you know it's it's, it's not the end of the world like, every, every club every, every club every thinks club, that every club thinks that but yeah. more so what bothers me is Liverpool think that they're the victims of football and they behave like victims of football. I don't want us to turn out to be yeah. that way. And what I was talking about with the Cardiff fans and fans from the north behaving in a way that isn't generally kind of commonplace inside clubs from London and the south is that every every decision that goes against them is an injustice. So there's a media agenda against us. It doesn't matter. We're not going to win leagues or win trophies, or whatever it is, because of what the media think of us. The media will, and it's like Sky Sports or the Premier League, will serve the biggest clubs in the league. Spurs aren't the biggest club in the league. Liverpool are bigger than us. Chelsea, Man United, and Arsenal are all yeah. bigger than us. So they yeah, will commercially, serve... we're not even in, commercially. We are the sixth. Sometimes not even that. Yeah. So don't think about football or the media as a way of uh, that there should be some fairness or parity or. The, Companies should behave, the Premier League um, non-profit, I think it is, should behave in a way that doesn't serve their agenda, which is um, uh, uh, earning money. What, what do you think football is? It's not this fair playing ground for everybody. Mm. It, everybody is out for themselves. It's and interesting. It does, I do, it does interest me, though. It does interest me for how... Because it has changed uh, social media, obviously, because it's been, you know, it's like, it's like evolution among bacteria, social media. It's just so quick. You know, and, and things change so quickly among the on, on how social media is used and 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 what works and what doesn't and stuff. You know, I, we all have to deal with it a bit for work nowadays. Obviously, some more than most. Um, and it, it does interest me how now it, it's just become not just in, it's probably it's actually socially wider socially. It's just become more valuable to be controversial or more valuable to be a piss artist. Or do you know what I mean? I, mean, I, I do find it. Uh, I do find it fascinating. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's just uh, you know boring. But no, I don't. <laughs> I don't care. Get 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 pissed off or not pissed off or whatever it is. My only worry about it is that other fans look at it and think, "Oh, you lot being fucking." Oh, I don't, yeah, but I don't care about that either. I mean, well, I, look, I, I care about, about the Bible. reputation of of Tottenham Hotspur. When you think of the reputation of Liverpool as like whining little bitches, but. Uh, you know, you, but you everyone be... hates. But everyone hates us. Everyone hates. You know, no, Liverpool, yeah, fans, uh, Liverpool and Spurs are developing a, a rivalry quicker than the most. All the oh. all the London clubs hate us. So what's the difference? Who no, cares? The difference, the difference is, is being hated is fine. Being looked at and thinking you lot are little fucking pricks, like whining little whinging little girls, is different from being hated because you're something to be feared. Do you know what I mean? That's different. Like Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal hate us. I can deal with that and I love it. Mm. For everybody to think of us like they do Liverpool, that's not a good thing. No, but I think, uh, like I said, that, that's, I think if that was actually going to happen, I, I don't think you'd be able to stop that, unfortunately. No, <laughs> I think once you're there, you're there. Uh, Pulisic to Chelsea, £58 million. Pounds. Um, a lot of Spurs fans have read, have gone out on a uh, saying that, you know, this is a player that we should have been looking at. What, for £58 million quid? Well, this is what, what's been said. Um, and, and, and I think what happens is, and I, I think everyone's guilty of it, is that a player from abroad is much more fancied than a player from, from the UK that we know a lot about. Now, Pulisic is, has had you know, lots of plaudits, has, has done very well in his, his short time at Dortmund. 
He's an American footballer for a start. He wouldn't expect he? him to be. Yeah, he's their captain, I think, the USA captain. Oh. Um, and no doubt, he's quality. Like you look at him, the way he plays football, he's he's an excellent footballer. Um, but is he anywhere near as good as any of our front line? No. And if we're going to buy a player to 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 come into our front line for fifty eight million, they need to be as good or better than our front line, in my opinion. That's it. It's um it, this for that kind of money is a big punt for Chelsea. Now the reason why I'm, the reason why I'm saying this is because he started the first five games for Dortmund this this season, and um, Sancho, who was brought in through Man City's reserves, came in and has put him out of the team and kept him out. He's he's played five games and come on six games as sub. Um, Dortmund seemed happy to to let him go. You know they were congratulating him on the, on their way out. Sancho was was bought for eleven million pounds. Didn't play a Premier League game, as as I, as I understand it. He may have played one or two, but as I understand it, he hasn't played a Premier League game. And it appears out of the two, Sancho is better. Now, if we had spent eleven million pounds on Sancho or Pulisic for fifty eight at the start of the season, the better transfer everybody would have thought of was Pulisic, because widely and broadly, we don't really know what's going on with football players and how good they are. No, but I also think uh, in terms of how old is he? About twenty. He's only like twenty young, years old. Very yeah? young. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that's changing. I think the success of the younger generations, um, or the younger age group, sorry for for the national team, for example, is changing that. Um, you know, I've always been youth football is something that I've always been quite interested. In, obviously, uh, uh, Woody more so as well. But I, I do think that there is more of a knowledge about it. I just think that. It's there's a frustration in terms of where it's seen as un, unambitious. It's the easy, it's the easy go to. But then you would look. I'd like to think that Spurs fans would look at our track record with bringing younger players in and pretty high success rate, I would say, compared to most others. But um, what I would look at Chelsea and I think, why are you bringing in a twenty-year-old for fifty-eight million quid when you've got Hudson Odoi, you know, there ready to go now? Yeah. You know, and then yeah, obviously it's now that Munich won him, and maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe they said, but, you know. So, so Spurs were in a, uh, a similar situation as Chelsea in that instance, right? And Pochettino looks at that. Imagine the roles were reversed, and we had Hudson Odoi and the opportunity to buy Pulisic. Now, my guess, based on what Pochettino has done previously, is that he would have kept with what we've got because he understands what he has there in Hudson Odoi. But as fans, and this is something we've got to learn to deal with under the current Spurs regime, under Levy and Pochettino as our manager, is that they will believe in what they've got over an expensive foreign export which yeah. is, or import, which is what Pulisic should be. So, you know, if Man City would bought Pulisic for £58 million, you'd be thinking, what the fuck, given the fact that Sancho's usurped him? And I if think Chelsea, Chelsea oh. don't blood, sorry, mate, to blood okay. Hudson-Odoi... Uh, and have spent sixty million on Pulisic. He, it, it's madness because that kid is has so much potential. They both have potential, but they've already got someone there that can do a similar job. Although Hudson Odoi is wide, and I think Pulisic can play ten as well as a right midfield. The the, the issue is right. Is I think that I think that a lot of the fan base are accepting that, and I think a lot of the fan base are okay with that. But I. I I, I was chatting to some Spurs fans who I very recently met. I don't know that well. I, I play um, uh, part of this new football team that I've joined, and, and we there was like some Christmas drinks. And I was chatting to a couple of these these guys who I, I know, but not very well, and a couple of them support Spurs. And both of those guys who were were older, but were saying, "I just want success now. You know, I, I want trophies, and I want us to go and spend millions and millions and millions." And yet there was a couple of the younger um, guys who were not Spurs fans, but were saying. Well, why can't? Uh, well, don't you get excited about about looking at the progression of them and the? They were talking about stats and numbers. They they were saying, don't you get excited about looking at some of your younger kids' numbers and some of these players from the championship or lower teams that have got these massive numbers and interested to see whether they can do it in the next league up? And they were like, that was what they were interested in. And these older guys were more like, no, I don't give a fuck. And I think I'm kind of somewhere in between, maybe. I I um, agree. I, I agree. I I just think that. The, the level of investment that we would have to put in to guarantee 
Oh yeah, yeah. Would, would be gigantic. It's huge, and it's it's not feasible. It's not feasible for anyone. Like Arsenal have had their stadium open for ten years or whatever it's been, and they're not doing it. So unless you're, I don't know, if you, unless you're Man City or you do what Liverpool have done and, and gambled somewhat on two players in Van Dijk and their goalkeeper. And when I say gambled, and that spend one hundred and forty million pounds on two players, more. I think, yeah, I must say though, I do think as much, and I do hate them. I, I can't believe I'm going to live in a world where Liverpool win the win the. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that because. Well, let's hope so because it fucking upsets me. But um, well, I'm just saying. But with Man City, Man City, I, I didn't see them losing the game this season the way they were playing early on, and and yeah. they've like this, they've lost the last two and drawn one, I think. Yeah, but I, I think I do think Liverpool. You look at Liverpool, and I know that there's a difference in in. In transfer fees and, and more, but, but more so wages, really, in, in terms of what of what Liverpool are willing to pay and what they can pay. Um, but you do look at Liverpool and you think, do you know what they've made? They've gone right. These are the two areas we need to impress on. Let's go and do it, and they've done it. And all right, they've spent a lot of money. And you know, Liverpool are probably the certainly in England are the second have the biggest second commercial kind of. Power um, in terms of their attraction worldwide than other, other than United, and are probably not far off, you know, of, of the Liverpool, uh, the Barcelona's and Madrid. So they they have. I understand that they've got that muscle, but you do look at them and think, you know what? They've recognised two areas and really gone out and fixed it. And I do think there's a bit of frustration from some of our fans that look at that and go, "We are so close." You know, it's not like we need a massive overhaul. You know, that there is maybe two positions, maybe three. That you could really go out, and if you meant, and if you really were going to take a gamble, all right, it might be a gamble. But what in sport isn't a gamble? Yeah, but um, yeah, yes, that's true. But Liverpool, I get it. If we had like a what? What was Anfield before they expanded? It was what? 52, uh, low low forties, mid forties, I think. Yeah, I think so. But they that the Liverpool don't have the expenditure of the new stadium. You can't uh, expect us to go out and spend 140 million pound when we're 100 and, or 200 million pound over budget. No, and I know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But what I'm just saying is, is and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a, a frustration that people don't understand. But it's still, you can. I, I'm, I'm still frustrated by it. I'm frustrated that, that the new stadium has meant that we can't perhaps go out and, and do bits and pieces like that. I understand that it's necessary and that long run it will probably benefit us. But you can still be frustrated about it. I'm not saying that that. You know, they're, they're yeah. You could be frustrated, or you could look at it and realize it is what it is. And um, well, yeah, know, don't don't, sport. don't so have sport, sport is about generating feelings and being interested about things and and, yeah. and being mate, stuff. Mate, stuff. I, I fully oh. understand that and appreciate that, but I found myself not being frustrated because I understand that we're building a massive, massive fucking stadium. You know, I like I what what I you know. So it, the only way you can truly be frustrated if perhaps like you, Al, who would have happily spent the next 40 years in the old white art lane mm. and now you you know we don't have the things that we potentially could add if we would have stayed there but in in 10 years time when we're still playing in a clapped out stadium 36,000 um where would we be then that's the same thing so there's frustration everywhere but i think the better thing just look at it and just crack on with your life and look at it and think we, we belong to a very good football club run by a very good chairman managed by an absolute elite manager watching our elite footballers play football you know yeah. we this we are there's 2% of of football clubs in the UK and probably you know 0.5% of football clubs in world football that get to experience what we do on a weekly yeah. basis because the vast majority of of fans watch dross and you know what? Most of them just get on with it. So everyone should stop fucking moaning. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> pretty conclusive. I know. I, I, I agree. Look, it's, you, you have to be so for what you have. But Ericsson. Oh, right. Yeah, go on. Yeah. What about him? Uh, so apparently he's stalling on accepting a new contract offer. We put one into him last month. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you stall, man? Look at the, He's playing like this. You know, he's going to have other people sniffing around him. Yeah, get as much money as you can. He's 26, so he's got another two con- big contracts in his career. His next contract's huge, though. His, ne- his, next, his next contract, whether it's with us or whether it's a move, is massive. Yeah, absolutely. This, 
because it'd be a four or five year contract and this is the cop this is the contract because no one he's not going to get a two-year contract or a three-year contract this is a four minimum four probably five and a half year year yeah. contract and if i'm american so, right i'm looking at it and i'm thinking i can get a big contract with spurs right and i can kick on and continue to play because he's playing brilliant football and and moving is always a risk like you look at coutinho's stock when he was at liverpool it's like it's almost double what he is at, like now at barcelona mm-hmm. now the point is i'm making is that he stays at spurs he continues to fly and soar like the eagle that he is he signs a new contract now in two years' time. He's already got that signing on bonus. He's got two years of huge earnings. He doesn't demand a move in two years, but gets it to Barcelona or Real Madrid or wherever he goes, gets a loyalty bonus and another gigantic contract. It's in his best financial interest to stay at Tottenham for two more years and then get bought by uh, one of the giants of Europe, in my opinion. And that is the reason why I think he's going to stay with her. Uh I, I agree. I also think, but then there's also a gamble because you don't know what's going to happen in those two years, you know, without being a doom master. Say Pochettino does go in the summer. I mean, I must say, Ericsson doesn't strike me as someone who that needs like like a fathery figure like Pochettino, I think, is to some. I, he's, you know, he's moved countries very early on, very early in his life to go and pursue his career. He seems very down to earth. He doesn't strike me as someone who would think, do you know what, I really, really want to stay. I don't want to leave Pochettino. Mm. I'm sure he enjoys playing underneath him and, and, and is flourishing from it, but I don't think he'd be one of those like, oh, no, I don't want to leave the gaffer. Doesn't strike me as that. But, um, yeah, I mean, this. I, I don't see where he goes. I mean, yeah, the only thing is, is if he goes to is one of those two, Madrid or, or Barcelona, which he could do. Um, but he could do it at any time, I think. Well, yeah, but that's the gamble. If in the summer someone comes in and says and says, "Look, here's a huge amount of money, and we are—I mean, I don't—I can't see us doing it, but um, you know, but, but the option is there, you know. But you've got to kick up a bit of a fuss. I don't think he'd do it. No, I don't. But if he, so. but if he did want to do it, then I'd understand mm. because this is his big. This is the peak time of his career now. I don't agree. And, this is what I'm saying: is that we've got is the peak time is his 28, 29. I think if mm. he signs a new contract now does another year 18 months at Spurs and then can start thinking about moving on which none of us would be grudge because that would be six seven years at a football club I think he's it, the prime thing the best thing for him to do is stay and that's even without my Spurs hat on I think yeah I, I, I think so as well but I, I just think we have to we have to be aware of the fact that, that I think he would be looking at that and thinking do you know what the type of creative player that he is one one particularly bad injury that can keep you up for a significant period of time might mean that those that that move to those clubs doesn't come again because particularly with creative players like that is that they go big and they go big on those players and it's the creative players that tend to stay a little bit longer at those clubs because they're the ones that have gone big big on and how big would they have to go do you think to buy them now well now because of everything he represents and what it would do to this fan base and to this club by being looked to have sold Christian Eriksen I mean, it would be, you know, Coutinho levels and more. 145 million. Absolutely. Because where else, if you've got, I mean, the only thing that would miss on that is the time left on his contract. Because what is it? 18 months now? Two years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that I'm is. Sure, so that Spurs must have that an option on that as well. I don't we, think they do. I don't. I don't think they do on it. Yeah, but no, we're, we're usually quite good at hearing about options on other players, and we, I, I haven't seen anything about Ericsson. But right. who knows? I don't know. But. Um, yeah, I, that would might drive it down slightly. All right. Um, um, Stefan Freund, free. There must be two other Stefan Freunds on Twitter. Hopefully one of them is Stefan Freund. He says, uh, you have magic powers. You can get Spurs to score whenever you like. Uh, there are penalties, however. To score a goal in the Cat A game, so that's like Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, United, the scorer has to have sex with your missus. Cat B, BJ with your missus. Cat mm. C, Hand job with your missus. What were you doing? How often? Hey. And how? What? Hey. What do you mean? Hey, definitely. Well, what player? Any of them. <laughs> well, whoever's you know, is Rihanna whoever's the it? best at finishing. Whoever's the best at finishing. Or Kane. Yeah. All right. Done. But do you, what? Do you, do you, I think this is because. Why do you say that? Because what will happen? What's the worst that can happen? 
that you have you're you're somehow emotionally affected and it affects your relationship in a negative way. Well, you wouldn't because you say you'd have the conversation, and say, look, love, um, you know all those times where you don't want Spurs to affect my mood and blah blah blah. And usually, it's probably the only time when we do have proper arguments because I'm being yeah. pathetic, being grumpy at a football match. Go and fuck Harry Kane. This is it. He's a good looking lad. Look at the <clears> six pack on that's him. That's not a point. What? But what'll happen? She's not going to. She's not going to run off of him. If she, she may do. May, she may well do. She may just think, oh, actually, he's richer than Alex. I think my my well, my you, child yeah, would be you, better you said served that with him. Risk. You I'm said, now you didn't going. Say anything about that? What? If that was if that was part of it, and she might run off. Yeah, then... that's true. That wasn't. I've All right. That. Well, I'll think about it. I've added yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's just a one-off thing. Yeah. Why not? Feel yeah. I, I don't think I could do it. I'd why? Not... What'll happen? Yeah, but tell why. What will happen? What's the worst going to happen? Tell me. I'd be emotionally affected. You'd be affected for like a couple of months, but you'd understand it. And think of the joy when you're spunking no, but up. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of joy, mate. I'd look at Harry Kane as he wheeled away and done his stupid arms out celebration and his little fist pump in the air. And I'm thinking, because I, you, the reason why you're doing that and all these fucking dickheads around me are going mental in the crowd because you fucked my missus. But, 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 but so what? If she, it's just an act. She it, still it, it isn't just an act because it's, it's emotionally, you're emotionally attached to people. Well, you put your dick in. Not all the time. Not all the time, you're right. I mean, there's been exactly. plenty of occasions where I haven't been emotionally attached. Yeah. But in this instance, I am emotionally attached. And for that reason, zero times, zero games. Well, he can do what he likes. Handjob. I could deal with a handjob because it's not like... Surely that's worse. That'd be like, uh, that's like if you're going to do well, it, do how, it with how, Have how some is, respect for me and shag him. Not just, nah. be, not just be touching him. Yeah, if, no, if you have that, any respect for me, but that's like she, she can look away and and like. But she won't because she'll like it. Uh, no, she wouldn't. She would, Flav. I'm, I'm going to turn this podcast off and I'm going to drive down and bomb your house. She would like it, honestly. All our missuses would like it. Shut up, Alex. Right, <laughs> next thing, Cheetown Spurs. He says, "What's your biggest pet peeve regarding the Champions window, uh, the transfer window, and how it's covered?" Social media. Next. Oh, Sky Sports de- deadline day. Oh, that, I mean that is, but do you know even with that though, they even they they kind of take the mick out of themselves almost a little bit now. It's got past past that point. Yeah, now that they fucking ruined it and created this bollocks, then now they can laugh at themselves. Well, yeah, but did they ruin it? They they created it, so you can do what you want, pretty much. They created all the hype. To be honest, Berbatov, the Berbatov Fraser Campbell whole thing that that night and Robinho and City getting bought. Yeah, it, that created a monster that they couldn't ignore. Yeah, no, honest. no, no. Fair enough, fair enough. And to be honest. Every time transfer deadline day comes round, I do think I do quite enjoy this, and I'm constantly checking. I tell you what, one of the good, one of the best that night. Obviously, it wasn't great because we lost Berbatov, but it was it was compelling. Yeah, it was it mental was. watching. It, it I real life drama by the way. end of it. All right, one more question before we go because I've enough. Um, Oy underscore Nagishi says: Is the total lack of goal threat from Sissoko and Winks a big problem? Since nobody knows that they are in and around the box, will 99.9% look to pass the ball and 0.1% make to try a, make a bad try themselves? Should you expect uh, more? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure. Know. I think this guy is reducing like solid tactics and understanding to very kind of basic way of looking at football. And I don't mean to insult him, but I'm pretty sure that if Sissoko and Winks are on around the box, that they would get the ball if they're in a better position than other players. And I'm also pretty sure that they would score more goals if their role wasn't integral to the entire tactic of the football club. Uh, you know, if, it, if their, their, their role was to, 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 to be a part of a cog in that midfield. The, the point of Sissoko and Winks in that midfield isn't to score goals, it's to contribute to a system. Like, if you... I'm sorry, but if... So they can finish in this fucking gash, then. No, it's, it's terrible, but that's nothing to do with like, what this guy's saying is about tactics. Yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about if, tactics. Have we got anything about wanking? Nah. Well, none? Nothing, no. Jesus. All right. Aren't you fed up of that yet? Uh, it's more interesting than football, isn't it? Most of the time. I don't know, we've just done 50 minutes of quality chat there, Al. Yeah, well, couldn't do there you go. Let's, uh, next, no, Skype in it, it's ruining it. Come, come and um, yeah. Just come next time. Just come. Bring your spring. No, I'm not coming. I'm not driving four hours and forty-five minutes of conversation. But you don't have to drive four hours. Drive two hours. Stay. Be a proper friend. I, I can't stay. Drink I, with me. Eat. Break bread with me. Yeah. Right, and then we'll we'll go get high in my garage. You can show me that VR stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, did you put your dad on VR porn on Christmas? 
I didn't put him on VR porn, did I? It blew his mind, didn't he? <laughs> well, I'm not gonna put. Well, he, uh, what, what if he's your... anything like, you know, never stop. He just your... got. He just proposed. He just like I say. He, he's just proposed to his. Uh, Has he really? His partner. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Very happy I am for him too. Yeah, very nice. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come to his wedding. Yeah, yeah, he'd love that. Would he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, remember that time you called him a girl, and then you have you've been too scared to come to. He anywhere, called me a girl, mate. He what? called me a girl, and anytime he wants it, any of you West Country folk, I'm in now. I've smashed a lot of you in. Unless you, unless you got a little bit of toothache, you can't drive anywhere. Oh, it's, it's a lot of pain, mate. It's a lot of very yeah. painful. All right, mate. Love you, Alex. Thanks so much. Yeah. And, See you later. Uh, well, when when you come what? down to London, so we can come on the pod properly. Uh, well, yeah. Just give me. It, uh, do you know what, know, Alex? It was better when you lived in London, but you decided to move out to where the fuck you live. I see the reason I'm on this podcast because I was just floating around London most days, and whenever you were short, you're like, "Oh, let's just get out on." And now it's backfired on you because you've brought me into the group. You know, you've, you've, you've formed an emotional bond. I've had enough. I've had enough of you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.